This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 280. How'd that happen? I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, he's, he's back again. You you might recognize him from some of our earlier podcasts. Ian is back with us. It happened because we have no lives. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Mad Cat. Or we did. Oh, yeah. One, huh? I said nothing. Go ahead. What, what do you mean we did? I'm here. <laughs> oh, did you, I'm you unconscious. I'm, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we have the dumbass himself. <laughs> we have the dumbass himself. In this moment, this very second, five million people in the world are in the throes of orgasm. Three million people of them with a partner. Thirty million people <laughs> are eating. Nine million are on the can, and a whopping twenty-eight kajillion are making up fake numbers for statistics on a podcast. <laughs> and one, at least one beautiful, smart, wonderful, and unique person is listening to this podcast right now. Hello, you. <laughs> One person is listening to us. <laughs> Excellent. Well, well, I mean... Uh, that's wow. just very second. Well, I, you know? Yeah, but I was about to say, we pre-record them, so... You know, we... is, that my, is, that, is that my groupie? <laughs> as far as I know, I'm still the only one that's had an actual groupie that... Um, well, Stalker was more accurate. And of course, that's when we asked her to join. Oh. She was... <laughs> So, no, generally if someone starts stalking us, we ask them to join the podcast. That, that, I think that's the rule, isn't it? Yeah, we do seem to embrace our stalkers. <laughs> Actually, it was very easy. Cousin came up, to, uh, was talking with me while we're Yeah, I think I was, I was and... the one who, who uh, pretty much came in as your stalker, right? No. Yeah. Um, Terry, way back when. Terry, was there Terry your stalker? Okay. Yeah, remember? So, um, Terry had an issue with something I said on one of the podcasts. Oh, okay. And see... Met up with Brian at some skeptic thing here in the Denver area, but she was actually looking for me. And so Brian <laughs> invited her onto the podcast to confront me. And she just stayed on the podcast for a while after that. You but know, the I, initial thing was she was, she, was, okay. she was hunting me down to confront me on something I had said that she disagreed with. So in my defense, oh. I, I probably did that. Is no. that a defense? No. That might not be a defense. Oh, who's my fan? <laughs> what? I had a fan, didn't I? I I I I mean, we get we could send you one of those small Chinese fans if you want. I mean, I, we can get you a fan. That would be a nice birthday present. Thank you. <laughs> with with the way that things are going around here, you might not get it till next year if I send it now. Mm, well, that's okay. We'll probably not ha- we'll probably not be out of snow time until. I ordered I ordered an, an advent calendar with my sister and her friends, um, and I still have not gotten it. They all have theirs. And mine has not arrived, and I and I and I've I've asked them, you know, contacted. So we're having some supply issues. We're still hoping to get them out in time. It's like, and they all have theirs. I still don't have mine. So obviously, I'm not recommending this company. Hmm. But they all only ordered the whiskey one. I she's not around. I ordered one for my wife as well, so she got a gin one. Um, but who knows? She might not get it at all. Might have been the whiskey. Might have been the gin. Who knows? That's the only difference between Might the orders because we all ordered them on the same day at the same time, and I and I'm still waiting on mine, and they got theirs weeks ago. How am I, I supposed? How am I supposed to? I mean, I I need I need my whiskey for the whole month, right? Well, but it's an advent calendar, so you know it starts with December first. Well, okay, so, so have, they they, know, they still have some time, right? They still have some time. Yeah. That, uh, now, really, if it, it comes out like December fifteenth, you're getting yourself a bit um tipsy by the time you're done catching up. <laughs> well. To, to, to be fair, I, I have advantageous. I have other things I I can I can probably drink. You know, it won't be the same as what they're drinking. But it's, yeah, but you don't yeah. have as good of an excuse. It's like you get yeah. the advent calendar halfway through the month. Like I have to get caught up so I can <laughs> you know be on 
that in sync. So yeah, I'm drinking the you know 15 days worth you know within the next hour or so just so you know. I would be so sick. Holy mackerel! <laughs> yeah, that'd probably. be a lot of whiskey. <laughs> All right. Well, do we have any? I mean, you're not you're not hawking a book. Uh, we do. Well, they we can always hunt my stuff down. You know, George Mon's place is. I, I, I'm still writing the third one. The the first and second ones are out there. We we, we do want to. Still- we want to ask you about an upcoming project, um, Georgie Armand After Dark. How's that coming? See, now I'm going to have to write that one, aren't I? Yeah. Well, well, that, <laughs> so that was Dumbass's suggestion last week on the podcast. <laughs> Remember, it was him saying Georgie Armand in space that got me to write the last vacation story. So. <laughs> well, he Georgie wants, Armand, he, he wants uh, Georgie Armand After Dark now. Okay. <laughs> Armand has to no, say... So, I'm right now plotting the books out, not necessarily by plot, but by what um, kind of show I need Georgie to host next, because that's one thing. Each book, he hosts a different type of show. First book was a fashion show. Second book, a drag show. Third book, he's going to host a concert. Then I realized he needed to host a burlesque show, so that's going to be in the fourth book. And what about the f- show? I can't remember what the fifth one was. I'd come up with another show. I was like, he hasn't hosted this kind of a thing yet. So he's host, you know. So each book is based off of now I have to write the book just because Georgie needs a chance to host that kind of a show. I'll figure out the plot later. <laughs> but Georgie getting his hosting duties, that's now like the inspiration to keep me writing the books. Okay. No. And have him host the uh, American Kennel Club dog show. That doesn't quite feel like. See, um, I, I, I won't um, get into the um, mentality of George Armand, but a dark show wouldn't quite be yeah, that kind of. I'm trying to imagine how that could go, but but maybe it's not like dogs. Maybe it's yeah, they, they, they dogs. Maybe it would be robot dogs. No, uh, that might work. But, if, but... The, okay, so whoever is in it has to be sentient. You can't have the the, the pet being forced dog. through it. it. Has to whoever's participating has to actually be willingly doing it. And be able to express themselves that they're willingly doing it. That, that's yeah, a big but you thing. can always you can always have robot dogs. <laughs> yeah. That are oh, okay, but I'm thinking. I, no, I'm thinking that 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 this dog show is a little bit more on the S and M side, and we could also <laughs> do it. Could go right along with the pony show. <laughs> and 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 not to mention, it could be it could coincide also with the furry show. I, I I just you know just putting it Ian, out there. I, 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 would you not would you not bring in dog people into your into your books uh, like some sort of gnolls or something? <laughs> <laughs> just advocating for for any kind of furry sex here. That's what we want to get this going. Hey, I could uh, <laughs> I could get some gnolls easy. Even a cat girl. Put in right a cat now. girl. <laughs> I have a cat thing, but <laughs> I can make you lots. Oh. No, I I I've been. Aware that I could make this stuff far more adult than I do, but uh, but you're not that, good at writing that stuff. Not that comfortable with it. I mean, the first book, you know, I have the beginnings of the sex scene between Georgie and Armand, and then I skip over the details and finish it up. Um, in the um, second book, I have bisexual. So you're not into foreplay. <laughs> no, it's all foreplay. It's the actual act that I skip over. If, in the in the first book, you have um, George and Armand basically making out, um, getting naked, and starting that part of it. But then when it comes to the actual action, I kind of jump over it, and so I'm all about the foreplay, but just not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. so you, not you, you know, you don't want to be uh, you, you don't want to be uh, typecast into uh, the hot sex scenes uh, uh, guy. <laughs> yeah, well, in the second book, I have bisexual sex scenes in it that were really kind of awkward for me to write because once you know, I am a straight male. 
but the characters were bisexuals. I was like, yeah, this is what they'd be doing. So my my, my worded and stuff like um pleasing each other and so <laughs> very, very tame in some ways. Wow. This after dark book is gonna be boring. Yeah, I can, I'm already <laughs> yeah. I'm already giving it a thumbs down. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing worse than uh, than boring sexy in books. <laughs> right. But I was able to write with a friend on a uh, character that that's was a, a hermaphrodite. That, that's the one where I need to collaborate with someone. And say, okay, you know, let's get a half dozen different authors to write. I collaborate. Really you mean role play, stuff. right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Well, we're we're always we're almost halfway there, but maybe it's time <laughs> to move on to our next segment. We all know what that segment is, but we know oh, who yes. Oh yes. Oh, you, yeah. yeah, yeah, tell mm-hmm. tell me about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell you about it. You mean Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire? That that is the segment that I was referring to. Hey. Well, I guess we are dealing with Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass of Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. No, it's okay. I think twice is good enough, but you know what? Mm-hmm. We've got two articles. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. I didn't expect my voice to come out that weird. So what's going on <sighs> here? And uh, what, what is this one? Um, horny Brits cost the NHS $350,000 every year by shoving Euros. foreign objects up. Oh, I'm sorry, euros. Up their rectum. So even more, actually, right? Because <laughs> yeah. the euro is stronger than the yeah. dollar now, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I'm guessing that this wow. goes along with the... Uh... And it's more men than women. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Analysis of foreign body removal operations done on patients shows that they have cost 350000 uh each year uh, to the NHS. And apparently that the number is rising. So more, more Britons are, uh, are getting interested in uh, shoving stuff up their ass, which... Uh, I guess that's a good thing, but uh, Britons, you know, uh, be a, be a little careful, you know. Um, uh, here's... You, you might you you're getting more interested in in exploring that kind of thing, but before before you shove that toad in the hole, just uh, think about it. Uh, that well, is this a good idea? Now, now looking at it in 2018, 2019, it was 400 men and 100 women. I'm wondering if the men are the ones less likely to do. With a partner, they're more likely to put something up there on their own, and that's why they kind of have to go and get it removed. Like with <laughs> women, um, you know, it's like okay, someone's there, they might be able to pull it back out. While men are kind of like, I'm not sure if I can pull that out. So what what concerns me is that the it, the uh, the objects that we're talking about are inappropriate to go into the rectum in the first place. We're not talking about somebody having an accident with a butt plug, right? That's not what we're talking. It says toothbrush, aerosol can. Um, toy figures and <laughs> eggs in the eggs in their purse of a sexual position. What? I'm not sure what that. I'm just sure. Uh, wait, but oh, 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 oh wait, is that is that what they're using? Maybe, maybe this is something else. Maybe reported that people using. To, okay, no, that's different. What 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 are they putting in the rectum that is causing the problem? 
That's that's what I want to know because I don't because <laughs> I don't believe that it's a proper sex toy. And and if it's the case that butt plugs are too expensive for some reason, or I mean, there's got to be a discreet way to get a butt plug at a reasonable price, and so that you're not putting you know a a beer bottle up your ass. And once more, that goes into my idea. Women might be more comfortable buying the butt plugs, while men are prob are, are um less likely to um buy such. A yes, thing. but Amazon is the is the Amazon um, Adam and Eve. These sex sites should they, they should eliminate a lot of that, right? Mm. I, I'd kind of like to know what's driving uh, the increase in this kind of thing. Is it maybe just a uh, product of society becoming more relaxed about sexual attitudes about things? And no, it's COVID. The They're all at home. <laughs> yeah, but this is back in 2018, 2019. Oh, I'm so, okay. The graph. Oh, well. It could be oh. that they did not think it through beforehand well. and they had big aspirations <laughs> <laughs> so they grabbed whatever was closest i can take this whole wine bottle watch <laughs> hold my beer so the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> hold my beer exactly <laughs> and put hold it my here beer as i bend over and get ready for it you know the problem i mean the problem with like like a beer bottle or something like that is that is the suction right so you can't get it back out a proper um butt plug or something and we've seen many of them on the show has has a stopper at the bottom and of course you know is tapered in the top and and of course is not open to creating suction i mean i i just I, I don't know. I, I just want to know what the objects are. You know, in Mac and I always talk about that scene from Scrubs, you know, and that and, and, and if he was here, you'd know, he'd be bringing it up, you know, this one, you know, where the, where the guy's like, I slipped, I fell, this and that, and yep. this, that. And the last guy goes, I was bored. <laughs> right. So, you, so yep. oh, so the last guy was finally honest. Should, uh, set up a website, uh, household objects that are appropriate to put up your butt. Is there is there a household <laughs> object that object that is appropriate to put up your butt? I, I'm sorry. I'm sure I'm there not, must be. I, um, what? Like, okay, okay. Like uh, certain uh, um, hairbrush handles, uh, I'm sure would work as long as they they don't have a, a seam where they can like uh, uh, you know fall apart. You know, maybe and maybe if, they, if, if they're like made of one piece, you're not going to likely to cause suction there, and and they're probably and because of the the bristle end that they you're probably likely to have a stopper. Yeah. If it has a taper, it would be so, quite an interest. So, so uh, we want our listeners to send us um, suggestions of what no, <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> what could work anally? I I don't think that yeah, household yeah, objects you know, like a bunch of things with a circle next to it, like back scratcher, uh, or <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know that I I I, I listen. I think household objects are a problem. Go buy yourself a butt plug, a proper butt plug. I don't think I don't. I think that you know. You, I think that you can get them for ten, twenty bucks now. They're they're Amazon's got them all over the place. Some of them are cheap ones made in China, but as long as they're silicone, you're probably going to be okay. But I think that household objects probably should not go up the ass. And definitely use lubrication. Uh, use plenty of lube, and that's another. That's another thing is that you can buy lube by the buckets full. And in fact, Alexa, buy a bucket of lube. So there, I just helped you out. Nobody's listening to this on their Alexa. There's no way that somebody is playing this and not wearing headphones. Uh, our if they if somebody's listening to our podcast on speakers, they... <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't have kids. That's for sure. <laughs>
Uh, uh, At least none older than uh, that, that they can understand what's being said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It could be kids because, you know, they see the words 18 years or older, they say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so anything else here that we need to be aware of other than it's expensive to put stuff up your ass? I mean, there, there are a bunch of breakdowns by numbers and stuff, but uh, I don't think anybody's uh, listening is really interested nope. in the exact number. Then they can look it up if they are. Nobody listening to this section cares about the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's those foreign object things. Oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. But you Chris know what, people? But I, I, thing I, I say that. But some people on Pornhub do care about the numbers. <laughs> well, now, 10 to 14-year-olds are definitely curious. that they, they, Their numbers were 100. But it's the 20 to 29-year-olds that were the um, largest amount of people getting their stuff removed. Apparently, there was a small group of 90-plus that... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but seriously, I want to talk about Pornhub and calculus. Right. Um... <laughs> so uh yes there there was this um odd thing that uh some of you might have come across on Pornhub doing certain searchings found yourself a little bit confused if you've come across this uh there's this man Shinwei Chang I'm not sure how well I'm uh, pronouncing that goes by the stage name of Chang Shu uh, and he would it Taiwanese... be would it be Chung Shu could be Chung and I say this because I worked with a Chinese woman whose name was Chung Shu so that's how I there think that. There is no pronunciation guide here. You could be entirely correct. A Taiwanese math tutor who who has set up uh, a channel on Pornhub to um, show his math tutor videos. There's a fetish for everything. So. Oh my god! Yep. Here they, here they are. The thing is, he, he's not. He, 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 well, maybe he's playing into some people's uh, fetishes, but you know, not purposely. Uh, although uh, he is the the his whole channel on Pornhub is on purpose. He uh, he plays up to it a little bit. His slogan is "Play hard, study hard." Um, so on on Pornhub, he's he's Chung Shu Math six six six. So I guess he's got a little demon in him. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Chung Shu six 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 apostrophe. For some reason, I have this, but um. It, so th this article here is an interview uh, with him uh, and his un unusual channel, um, all about you know why he decided uh, to set it up and everything. Um, the short of it is that uh, he was going through some tough times. Uh, he he ran a uh, a, a tutoring uh, business that uh, was, the business was being taken away from him, and he tra trying to set stuff up online. And, and uh, the idea behind because uh, like. You know, there's absolutely nothing sexual about uh, anything he does on his channel. He he actually uh, wears a uh, gray hoodie the entire time, and part of that he says is to 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 be as attention grabbing as possible on a site with so much nudity. He wants to stand out and people to notice that uh, he's there and like wonder about that. And it ha it has like worked for him. He he yeah, well, like he, <laughs> he he's saying it was an attempt to reach college student. Right, right, and that, that's my problem. The article doesn't go into it, but uh, college students, yeah, these 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 are guys for the first time who have a semblance of privacy a lot of the time, and who are, uh, of course, at uh, uh, around their sexual prime. So, like, yeah, they'll be searching a lot on Pornhub and they're like need math help. You know, uh, I, I can see that. You look over and be like, oh, who is this guy, and what's he got to do with my search? But you'll remember 
uh, the name of that guy, and then you're like, wait, I, I need help with uh, that very thing. I, okay, yeah, sure, I'll uh, save that thing for later after I deal with this. Nothing like a nice Delta Epsilon proof for my post-nut clarity. So, one of the users about it do. Here's the thing. When I'm looking at this on Pornhub and I'm looking at his site, it probably nobody one of the reasons we never came across this is because it's it's all in Chinese. Um and so and so I I mean I'm looking at these videos. I I I, I mean I'm you know all the titles are in Chinese. Um and and so I, that, I mean so none no search I have uh, would put in there would ever come up with this stuff. Mm. <laughs> How did you find it, Cuz? <laughs> oh well, I said me, yeah, you know, right? So let's let's be clear. I, I, I learn new languages uh, all the time just in order to search for porn in them. So. <laughs> That's right. I, I only I only learn the porn search terms though uh, in those languages. So like I do know uh, to uh, say like girls licking each other in uh, seventy four different languages. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So apparently, though, it's been nine months since he's put a video up there. So he's he's apparently moved on. Is that, is yes, that the case? Yes, uh, this was just uh, to get him attention, and uh, and it all worked out. Uh, um, now I I do kind of feel conflicted about it because uh, it's cute uh, if it happens once, guys. I I don't want my Pornhub searches to be kind of hijacked by random things now, just searching for attention. Well, oh. I I do think that that in this case, Chung was pretty innovative. <laughs> That, that that that's quite something to put that on YouTube. That that you know that uh, a mathematical nut bust, if you will. Well, well, he's basically he was in a bad shape and losing money, and figured what the hell, take a chance and see what happens. So uh, apparently it worked. Yep. Yep. Balls. Interesting. Mm. All right, and our next story: <laughs> vaccination with with uh, holdouts. Haven's pressure to get vaccinated them want to undo it yes uh, so how do we unvaccinate ourselves honestly if you ask me you tell someone oh we'll give you a shot and that'll unvaccinate you <laughs> i did but regretfully, regretfully that um would go against medical standards but it's funny i did hear a story about some people i think it was brazil where they were paying for fake um vaccination cards and and these doctors were giving them cards, but they were still giving them an injection, right? And I guess the injection was supposed to be water, but they went ahead and, mm. and vaccinated them anyway. Mm. I, I didn't verify this story, so I didn't put it oh, in. But I thought yeah. that that I thought well, boy, the ethics of that are either way are not yeah. great, you know. No, yeah, that that's a problem. You know, the the ethics go against it, but in some ways, like okay, if you're dumb enough to think you can be unvaccinated, yeah, we'll actually just give you the booster shot and tell you, yeah, you're unvaccinated. Well, but okay, but this and is different we'll be because happy. because they're they're telling people how to right who yeah. isn't this dumbass story? Yeah, with yeah, uh, from from the uh, from the very reliable sources like random TikTok videos come uh, a bunch of uh, cures to try to uh, detox the vax out of you uh, to like, if you've gotten those. Uh, harmful and uh, uh, evil vaccinations. With the nanotechnology uh, that's busy um, (laughs) monitoring everything you do and making you magnetic and everything else. So yeah, um, there are a bunch of of different things. A a Borox detox bath. Yeah, I heard about um, this. Which that that is, you know, like... Borox is... That'll be skin irritating. You would think... You don't drink it anymore. You bathe in it. Well, you don't drink <laughs> borax anyway, still. right? I mean, borax borax is toxic. Yes, that's the point. 
Yeah, but with some of the stuff that the conservatives keep recommending, um, this is probably not that far off. Perhaps, but the the I mean the idea that you can unvaccinate yourself there there's there's somebody said that you could um, use something to undo the radiation that that it was putting in your body. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, a, a lot of the same cures that uh, people have been uh, trying for uh, children with autism and stuff in order to try to detox them and stuff like that have been uh, uh, suggested uh, through things like this. Although, like you know, yeah, like they're saying like um, uh, undo the vaccinations. That people think that. It'll like uh, completely um, uh, get rid of it, like apparently some uh, uh, videos are claiming. Although um, I did uh, post here an uh, earlier claim that I from somebody uh, who had a, a very simple recipe. This was like uh, before I believe they'd even um, yeah, well, long before they they'd uh, authorized vaccines for uh, use with kids. But it says uh, you can vaccinate your kids and then hold a raw potato to the wound where the needle entered, and it will suck the toxins from the vaccines out. Leaving only the non-toxic part. It's yeah. a great way to stay healthy and thwart big pharma. Now, that's and... the kind of thing that, to me, might have been created by a skeptic to say, yeah, let, let's give them something harmless that will do absolutely nothing, but will work as a great placebo effect to make these idiots think they've done something. Because that potato to the wound sounds like that kind of a thing. I, I like this one. Yeah. Now, some anti-vaccination groups are recommending that people who have been vaccinated should immediately self-administer Cupping therapy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that, that depends on uh, who's, who's uh, administering the cupping therapy and how they, de how they define cupping. Right, because on Pornhub, <laughs> cupping is something totally different. And you're not yes, going to, and it isn't going to be a math <laughs> professor. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, this is so, and you, you talked about that with the, um, the um, magnetic thing. So the one that was like she, the, that that woman, uh, Sherry Tenpenny, had to go in front of Congress. Right, they brought her in to ask her some questions. Um, it, it, you should seek out and watch that two minute clip or whatever it is. It is just so cringeworthy. And now she's on some other program. Who I didn't, I didn't put it in here because I need to. I actually, I'm gonna have to watch this program and because to, to write down all of the claims that she's making. But basically, you know, I mean, so Doctor Tenpenny is is that's where the the magnetic thing comes from. This is this is separate from that. But what I guess I don't understand here, and the article doesn't cover, as far as I know, is that these are people that have gotten vaccinated and now regret it, and and now they're trying to get rid of it. But what is what's the regret? What what what? Why are they now trying to unvaccinate themselves? It, it sounds like they they're, they're falling for the pseudoscience. Yeah, uh, you know the, the nanotech's in there that trace you. You make you become magnetic. It's going to mess up your DNA. It's going to uh, make you sterile. You know all that BS. The the, the probably uh, I went ahead and got vaccinated, but everyone's making all these claims about what's going to happen to me now. How can I undo it? Yeah, and and none of these things are actually happening. That's the thing that that just yeah. kills me. Oh yeah, well that's part of the problem with it right now. It, it the, the whole vaccination thing is puzzling me to no end because. We know for a fact it works. It, we know for a fact it's making a difference. We there, know this. This isn't anything disputable. But it's become such a political thing that there's all these people that they don't care about the facts. All they care about is, oh, because um, the person on my side of it politically told me to um, that it, um, it has these effects. And I can take horse dewarmer. And yes, Joe Rogan, you took fucking horse dewarmer. <laughs> God, I hate that argument. I, I've had so many debates over that. It's like, no, 
The medicine is harsh dewormer oh, first and uh, foremost. Yeah, and in Aaron and Aaron Rodgers is another one that we can you know that that should be punted the same way. See what I did there? I made a football joke. <laughs> but yeah, just because it was there's an altered version that allows humans to take it for parasites, not, okay, not but viruses, you, not here. The uh, thing is, it's not completely implausible that it could have been effective. The problem is, is that yeah. it wasn't properly tested, and I think that once somebody, people did start looking at it, it doesn't it doesn't work. There are other antivirals yeah. now that do work, right? But also, someone like Joe Rogan should instead of just mention it by name talk about the whole thing. It's like what I took was a doctor prescribed medicine that was an altered version of the common stuff used as horse dewormer that um, was given to me, not because it was proven to work, but because um, th- th- it was experimental, basically. Mm-hmm. He should if, if he would have been so much more open and honest about what exactly happened, this would never have been an issue. All he did was say, I was given this specific medicine. If you look that specific medicine up, the first thing you find is um, livestock dewarmer because that that's what it is. It is yeah, that's for. what it is. Right. And so you know, it also people... depends on uh, it also depends on whether you get it as a prescription from your doctor or you get it from a uh, veterinary uh, horse supply store. Yeah, and and that's where the problem came from. Is these people heard? Oh, he took it. Okay, well I knew where I could get that because I have used it on my livestock. Let's go get some. Remember, no. though, that, that he didn't come up with this. He did it because some other anti-vax crazies did it first, and he heard yeah. about what they did. And he wanted to do everything but get de-vaccinated. And the other thing that he did, he also did, was he got the, um, what, what is that that, that treatment for um, for people who, um, it's another one that's only through emergency use authorization, except for, and it isn't covered by insurance. It's the... Um, no, I can't but remember. The, the thing is, he is a healthy man. Colonial, There's the the, no the, the colonial antibodies. He, yeah, he, he's a bit older than us, but he's healthy. So he's the type of person that should be able to somewhat blow off getting COVID. Um, so the, it's harder to tell with him whether or not anything had any effect at all. Yeah. I yeah, debate the factor of him being healthy because I'm not saying mentally healthy. I'm not saying mentally healthy. I would never claim that. No, the but guy's in the guy's in good physical health. One of us. Yeah, he's in good physical health. I mean, he used to yeah. be a wrestler, um, and and he does take care of himself physically better than probably we do. Oh yeah, and that makes a big difference with something like COVID. Huge. With, so huge. you could give him all sorts of crappy drugs that have no effect whatsoever. And he's going to be um, likely to fight right. through it. The monoclonal antibodies treatment that he got does work, right? We know that that works. But here's the thing is that you you shouldn't need that. You should get vaccinated. Yeah. All right. Now, and, the vaccinations have been proven to prevent the spread, not, not uh, you know, not, not get rid of it altogether. But, it, you know, you're extremely less likely to get it. And when you get it, you're extremely likely to have a very mild case of it well here's the thing is that though in in previously you know we we've had vaccinations that have eradicating and vaccination what you know we always even with the flu virus we're here oh it's 70 percent effective or whatever and i don't think we ever really took into account what that actually meant I, I i think i did not really understand it that i knew that you know there was still a chance that it would work but i thought maybe it was 70 percent chance that it would work and and then you know or in the 30 percent chance that it wouldn't and maybe you wouldn't develop any Bodies. And I didn't realize what that means is that it means that it gives you a 70 percent chance of not getting it. And if you do get it, you know, of course, I knew that people that have been vaccinated, right. you know, for the flu would not get as sick. Right. Because we, we I had heard that. And but I really 
I didn't understand as much about it as I do now because of this controversy. I know I know a lot more about vaccinations than I ever have before, which and I feel good about that. Right. That that we that I have a better understanding of it. But unfortunately, that better understanding has led to people being more misinformed on other sides because just because they thought this idea that it was 100 percent effective all the time and that I couldn't get it once I got this this vaccine. And you have to understand that you have to understand the nature of odds. Um, it's kind of right. like the odds of winning the um the lottery are next to impossible. The reason why people keep winning is because people keep playing. When you have a uh, you know a million lottery tickets sold, okay, each one each single ticket has exact same odds. But once you sell a million tickets, the odds of one of those tickets winning is a lot higher. And that's the thing with vaccination. Right. Okay, you have a seventy percent chance of getting it. But if everyone else has gotten it, then suddenly the odds of anyone getting it all lowers to the point where it almost isn't happening. But you have to get um, it, a, it, enough enough pieces active within the um, plane of the odds to right. make a 70% chance of getting it actually impossible. And the other thing it, is that, yeah, if everybody's vaccinated, it can't spread. Right. So it doesn't mutate as well. Right. It's because right. of all these unvaccinated people that we have the Delta variant that, you know, and so we have yeah. more breakthrough, you know, infections because of that. Right. But and technically, you would still have the 70% chance of catching it. But if everyone has a 70% chance of catching it, it's not spreading. Right. When you still have, um, you know, a, a third of the population out there with a fairly good chance of getting it, it's still spreading. You know, that's the way odds work. Yeah. And, and so it's one of those things that people need to kind of get their minds around. Well, and the uh, other thing is that, you know, with this, we're, we're seeing that so people that are immune, uh, immunocompromised need to have a third dose. And that's different than a booster oh, yeah. shot. So, like, like I, I'm not immunocompromised. I have my two doses. But, you know, at six at the six-month period, I can get a booster shot. But if you're immune, immunocompromised, you want to get you want to get three doses right up front instead of and just just two now. And so, we're, you know, we're, we're learning more about it as we go in. Right? Brian, we, you're starting to sound like Big Bird. Oh, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Big Bird, this is just this is just complete, you know, government propaganda. Big Bird getting vaccinated, huh? Yeah, well, apparently, you know, we're part of the propaganda machine anyway, since we're promoting vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Well, our checks are coming Bird from Big Pharma. Our, our Big Pharma checks are coming. I, I, I've been told. <laughs> Don't worry. They're on their way. Sure. You know, what? and, and they're, they're, as, they're as big as the royalty checks that I've gotten from uh, from Ian. <laughs> I believe that, too. Yeah, so Big Bird got vaccinated, and um, and so Big Bird on Sesame Street is 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 a representation of a of a character that's about five years old, and so when the um uh Pfizer vaccination came out for what was it five and up, um, Big so. Big Bird gets vaccinated, and this is not the first time that Big Bird has been vaccinated. Uh, I think the first time was back in nineteen seventy two or seventy three. And I don't know what he's vaccinated for then, but you know, Big Bird has gotten vaccinations before. That that's just that's always been part of the show. So you know, so of course the, this tweet comes out. It says you know from Big Bird saying I got my COVID nineteen vaccination today. My wings, my wing is feeling a little sore, but I but it gives my body an extra protection boost that keeps me and others healthy. Now, now I'm concerned about uh, about this because, like, is Big Bird species a, a big, uh, an actual like? Are there a lot of them? Have they tested uh, this vaccine out for? Because, like, Big Bird obviously has a, a body weight larger than a normal five year old child. <laughs> uh, so, like, how, how much vaccine is actually like? Did they just half ass this? Are, are they putting Big Bird's uh, 
uh, health in danger here. Uh, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> so, now, admittedly, if, if he got his first vaccination uh, 50 years ago and he's still um, essentially a five-year-old, uh, that might play into the anti-vaxxer movement. <laughs> the, the rest of this tweet says, uh, uh, Miss at Erica R. Hill even said that I've been getting vaccinations since I was a little bird and had I had no idea. Here, here's the thing. And then, so Ted Cruz, this, this is Ted Cruz's response. Government propaganda for five-year-olds. This is my senator. This is his response. This is this is the bright mind of Ted Cruz that that works for the government, calling something else something that PBS put out government propaganda. Isn't that what he does all day long, every day? Isn't isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Well, he does do propaganda, but no, it's worse. It's it's just outright garbage. Yeah. Well, but, he's spreading yeah, as much propaganda about about about, about vaccination, you know, yeah. and, and and shit, you know. He, he he's a he, I mean, he really is a propaganda machine. And and for him but, and for him to attack Big Bird like this. Well, to, to attack the idea of saving lives. How, how dare you try to save lives? That's one of the weirdest things that keeps getting me with the anti-vax stuff right now. And just how insane the um conservative pushner. It's like it's been proven to save lives. It's proven this isn't a question anymore it's way past being questionable it's proven but no we have to keep fighting it because of the um political nature that got started over it for no obvious reason well and then and then president biden responded good on you at big bird getting vaccinated it's the best way to keep your whole your no whole neighborhood safe yeah and ted cruz responded big bird is coming over to vaccinate your kids there's a there's there's some sort of video here Oh, yeah, it shows Big Bird kicking down a door. Yeah, real creepy Big Bird. You know, Ted Cruz is, uh, I think that this is just totally irresponsible. I mean, th- this guy yeah. is making us less safe, period. Well, and uh, the conservatives are right now. That's the problem. It's got politicized so quickly that, that they can't back up. That, I know, hear this. I hear this from, I hear this from conservatives all the time because I work with them. And we'll bring this up. It just got, I just, you know, it just got so politicized. I said, yeah. And who politicized it? Yeah, that's it was it was the it was it was the fucking president at the time, not Joe Biden. It was that other jerk who yeah. who he, he politicized it. He started this. So don't sit there and tell me, oh, it just got so political because it was Republicans that politicized it from the beginning. And yeah, it is. It, it's become a it's it, it's a political football now. Oh yeah, and it's a dangerous one because once oh, more, my God. oh you know, th- th- there's no evidence whatsoever it does any harm to get the shot. There's plenty of evidence that it saves lives. There has and been. So you have one. I was going to say there know. has been no severe reactions to yeah. the to the to the um yeah. uh, to the COVID vaccination. None. No one is going. Uh, uh, the mRNA now now in it and technically so far in the U.S. nobody has died from the vaccination. Now there are looking at some people who got the the Johnson and Johnson shot. And, you know, who had side effects and they're trying to, to, to determine whether or not it was the vaccination or not that caused those deaths. But even if those are true, I think it's like three, which is. And what, I, I thought it was connected to uh, um, get this and they already had. So and that's exactly itself, it. Right. It was, that, so but yeah. the, but it, but we don't know. Right. At this point, yeah. we still don't know. There's an ongoing invex- uh, investigation. So mm-hmm. but but with the mRNA platforms, there have been none, no major side effects from them whatsoever. You know, and, and, and women after getting the shot are still getting pregnant, which is why yeah, Texas has their anti-abortion laws. 
they're still having their regular periods and everything else. Right. Exactly. Odd claims. So, I mean, so we, yeah. And this idea of virus, you know, vaccination shedding and all this bullshit, you know, and that, that 10 penny is, you know, spreading a lot of this garbage. Yeah. Um, it just hasn't happened. It just there is no there there, and and they and they look back and they talk about the 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 varicism and all the reports in there. And she and, and um, uh, Sherry Tempenny says there's a five thousand people in there that that have died from the from the uh, um, from the COVID vaccination reported reported in there. And, I'm, and she says even if only half of those are true, I'm thinking even if it is five thousand, considering the amount of shots that they've been giving out. That's not that many people, especially when you look at how many people have died from COVID. And yeah. the problem with the virus system is that it's completely unverified, every one of them. So if half of them are, tr- are correct, because we know that all of them can't be, that would only be 2,500 people. That's pretty yeah. damn low. We, we put, it, I mean, we're at what, 70,000 deaths in the U.S. from. I don't I don't know what it is now, but yeah, exactly. So you look at what what, what so the 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 potential of dying from from seven hundred thousand right? and yeah, and it's, so you you're you're gonna die from COVID. You're not gonna die from the vaccine, yeah. and that's the thing that just and and just the, the, we continue right. to hear this garbage. Yeah, here in the U.S., it's been seven hundred and seventy thousand deaths from COVID worldwide, five point one five million. And and if and if you take all the five thousand in the Vera system that say that people died from COVID, even if they're true, look look at the difference. And the Vera system isn't. None of those are verified, and they're well, also, probably my, every one my, of them bullshit. My understanding is that if anything, the, um, despite some of the claims, the COVID numbers are actually being underreported. And that's um, probably I, true because um, so every year, um, at the beginning of of the year, or the end of the year before. The scientists, statistic community get together and they figure out what the estimated death for the year should be, looking at, um, you know, the, the various death numbers from the previous years and stuff. And they estimate, okay, this is how many people should die of heart disease next year. This is how many people should die of car accidents, stuff like that. They look at the trends. And for um, 2020, those numbers, uh, you know, because what they do is they look at then at the end of the year, say, okay, these are the actual death numbers. How close were we? And so there's an estimated death toll for the world every year. And they, they see how close they are. And normally, you know, th- there's some stuff that plays into it, and, but they're normally in general actually fairly close. Well, of course, 2020, boom, thanks to COVID, the death toll skyrocketed. And the number of actual deaths for the year were well over, um, the, were way more than the um, estimated and way, a lot more than what the COVID deaths that would sort of um, the reported code that's sort of accredited for it. So my understanding is for the 2020 year, the death toll that could be contributed to COVID reported for COVID um, doesn't match up high. All the extra deaths that came about um, during the year that, that were above this um, estimated numbers. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how 2021 goes this is going to be a COVID same kind of thing it's going to be a COVID heavy podcast because the next article that i've got in here um a huge new study finds mass most effective public health measure in fighting COVID 19 so uh what they did is they uh this is and it's a meta study right so they they took it actually uh, said uh one of the most effective sorry one of the most effective no the That's headline doesn't say one of the most effective Right. Yeah. The headline says most effective, but yeah, in the yeah, article it says one of the most effective. And that's probably more yeah. true. That's probably closer to the truth, right? <laughs> well, but yeah. um, that, that's not surprising. So uh, we go to Japan. 
Japan, where they basically, if they are stuffy, will put on a mask because they care about everyone else's health. <laughs> and stuff like Tokyo, where they have such a condensed population where everyone's you know, around. If, if they think they're sick, they put a mask on. Diseases don't spread there. COVID did not spread there because as soon as the COVID stuff hit, hey, let's all wear our masks. Japan so far has only 18,343 deaths from COVID reported. Yeah. That's it. And why? Because they wore masks right off the bat without needing to be told, without putting up a fight, without saying, oh, you're taking away my freedoms. Like, no, they said, I give a damn about my neighbors. I'll put on a mask. So this is a, this study. It's a line about uh, having a piece of cloth over you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this study from the, it says B or BMJ, a global medical uh, care pro, uh, publisher, released a massive new review. And I guess, I, you know, I didn't look. I guess we can get this right from their site, too. I should have taken a closer look at that. Uh, Thursday's yeah, they, analysis um... of 72 studies around the world have evaluated how non-pharmaceutical health measures reduce the, the cases of COVID-19. Researchers have found measures like hand-washing, wearing masks, and physical distancing significantly reduce the incidences of COVID-19. Sorry, I cut you off there. Dumbass. Yeah. I was just gonna gonna comment that it's a meta analysis. Um, it, it is. Uh, yeah. th there are a lot of more. There's a lot more uncertainties involved uh, in a lot of this stuff here. And it's hard, uh, but, right? Uh, it, it's but, harder to line them up, right? Because because every study is going to do things slightly differently, right? So yeah, so there is some ambiguity there. Like uh, their um, their findings on hand washing, uh, they they uh, they weren't even uh, able to say that they were st statistically significant, which I found interesting. And then I thought about it, and it's like. Well, you know, I, I guess that, that makes sense because it's a, a lot harder to um, uh, verify hand washing, whether yeah. it's done uh, regularly, um, especially since people people will uh, claim it a lot more often, you know, even if they yeah. uh, so, don't do it. So here's what the article says about hand washing. Hand washing was found to be to be another critical uh, prevented measure with researchers finding that there was an estimated 35 uh, 53 percent reduction in COVID-19 incidences where researchers said this was uh, substantial. Their finding for their findings analysis found that it could not be substantially significant. So the one th the, the thing here that I like is that yeah, they're, they they're saying that it's substantial, but they're also admitting that that, that the data from what they what they did it, it wasn't significant enough. Now, I will admit, even before COVID, I was a bit judgmental on anyone I saw leaving the restroom without washing their hands. Sure. <laughs> and, and now even more so, right? Yeah. Um, Although, you know, like, um, yeah, it, uh, I, I, uh, I personally could, like, um, I know, like, uh, COVID can be uh, transmitted through touch and surfaces and stuff, but it's not its main uh, vector of uh, being spread. So uh, uh, hand washing only has a limited amount of uh, impact, uh, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so however... Five percent is better than no percent. <laughs> so they are saying that 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 the wearing masks is fifty three percent effective in in helping to prevent the spread of COVID. But and but and but there's some there's some discrepancies here. And but once again, you know they're they're upfront about them. Um, let's see, um, social is is this it? Because in the U S. it was like twenty five percent effective. Social distancing. Well, it was found to be 25% reduction. The problem with social distancing is that, I, I mean, people are all over the place as far as what what, what distance they keep. I, it, that that yeah. I have not found to be great. But um, it also, also kind of depends on uh, how long you stay around. If you're just around them for three minutes, you're, you're not going to catch anything. And there, there are certain yeah, yeah. situations where it's a bit hard. One of my favorites was getting in an elevator that said, um, 
you know, stay six feet apart. And we're looking at the elevator. It's like, this elevator isn't even six feet long. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing is that basic public health prevention strategies also have been shown to be beneficial in fighting re- uh, respiratory infections. Richards has found that wearing a mask could reduce COVID-19 incidences by 53%. And so, uh, once again, the, you know, where people w- wear masks more, like, you know, Ian was saying, it it's more effective, right? And, and you know, and the problem is, is that one one of the reasons is probably not as effective here in the U.S. because I think that they found that a study here in the U.S. only showed that it was twenty nine percent reduction. You know, they're probably the, these assholes are wearing it under their fucking nose. Yeah, right. They're not even wearing yeah. a mask properly when they have to wear one. It's like you know, put it up over the nose. It's not that big a deal. Um, so what? See another experiment uh, uh, expert across two hundred countries. Ex- Experiments across 200 countries uh, show that 40, 45.7% fewer COVID-related deaths in the country were masks were mandatory. According to a study in the U.S., one study reported that 29% reduction in COVID transmission in the, in the states where masks were required. And so, once again, because we're not wearing them properly, we're probably not doing quite as well. But here's the thing, is that 29% is better than zero. And so, and so here, I still wear my freaking mask. And it's funny because depending on where I go, like if you go to Costco, I think it's like uh. 90% of people are wearing masks. If I go to the Home Depot, 25% are. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's just a difference in, a difference in culture. And, uh, you, you know, for whatever reason, I, uh, you know, Costco, people wear masks. It, the people shopping there. So definitely, you know, the people shopping there and the people shopping at, you know, different different groups, I guess, right? I don't know. I wear my mask. Well, and, Costco is also very, uh, at least when I go, it's all normally very busy, even. Uh, well, the social distancing isn't happening, right? I mean, so, but at least people no, are wearing masks. There, it's too crowded. Yeah. <laughs> well, in social distance. Well, and the other thing that I, that I noticed that Costco is that people seem to be wearing them over the nose. We're not seeing a bunch of people, you know, if, yeah. if, the, if you go into the Costco, people wear them, you know, are, are wearing masks properly. And they're wearing up over the nose, or they or they're not wearing them at all. There's a few. There's a small population at the Costco, but I'm thinking today and yesterday because because unfortunately I've been you know twice. People are wearing masks in general at Costco, but I had to go to Home Depot. <laughs> not the case. Even in in the workers, I think they're supposed to be wearing masks half the time. They're wearing them you know on their chin or under their nose, right? So yeah, and it's like. Why are you even having a mask on your? Oh, because it's mandatory. They wait until they keep it under their nose or under their chin until they realize that a manager's around. Then it goes right up. Maybe if if the manager cares. I bet half the time they don't care. Well, that's true. But at the Costco, they do. So I'd rather shop at Costco. But but the lumber selection at Costco sucks. So. And not that it's spectacular at the Home Depot at this point anyway. With the supply shortages, I can't get half the stuff I need. <laughs> well, but anyway, masks are effective. Wear them. Wear your mask. Please, wear your mask, people. Yeah, it's better to have 50% or 70% than 0%. All right, we're done with COVID and- now. We can move on. Oh, I'm sorry. No, regretfully, Brian, we're not. Oh, we're not? <laughs> oh. No, well, I mean, as, as the world itself is not done over for the, for this podcast. I think we should move on, right? I bet, unless, no, no, unless, no. what is this spin launch kinetic launch system? Celebrates right. a successful um, Tesla. What is this? So, uh, so okay, uh, you know how like you might uh, put like a, a ball or a weight or something inside a sock and then you know spin it around really really fast and then let it go. 
Oh, I was going to say beat your sister with it, but yeah, no, let it go. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's essentially what we've done now to uh, uh, launch satellites into orbit. Huh? Um, <laughs> so the test flight did not actually put the payload into our orbit. No, no, this was a this was a suborbital uh, test launch um, to uh, test the concept, uh, but it was successful. The the company is called Spin Launch. They have created this uh, giant. Um, uh, I think centrifuge type Center, thing. Is going to say centrifuge. Well, yeah, no, larger than larger than the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The, apparently, the accelerator is that big. It's a huge, massive, crazy thing. So they spin. Yeah, and it, it looks, but basically, kind of like you think it would look—a big, uh, big, uh, big circular disc and uh, like a a launch smokestack thing coming out of it. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to be good to send actual people up into space. No, well, no, the, the uh, that fast might make them a bit sick. Well, you got to wonder yeah, even the, about um, satellites. Satellites are kind of sensitive, right? I mean, I know that they, they right, can yeah, be packaged they, well, uh, but apparently they've uh, yeah, they've, tested, they uh, they've tested with uh, certain electronics, and um, uh, some might need cer- certain shielding and stuff. But uh, they say it's feasible and could save quite a lot of money in launching things into orbit. So it, yeah, it's, it's saying it, it can be able to place satellites up to 440 pounds into orbit, accelerating them to something like 5,000 miles per hour. And you don't think we can do this with Ow. with with, um, with astronauts? I'm thinking that's a great idea. <laughs> I think technology will have to uh, the, the crash couches will have to be like really soft. And, and the article <laughs> does say the satellite systems have been proven to um, be able to survive that wow. type of acceleration. That's crazy. So yeah, they're they're hoping to do the first actual satellites into orbit in 2024. So they're continuing um, testing it. So it has a few years left to go, but it's definitely pretty crazy stuff. So basically, we're gonna have flying saucers. No, the saucer stays put and just spins really fast, <laughs> shooting things out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of like okay. Yeah, it, it's just it. like if you have, uh, you have a wheel going and you put something on top of the wheel, boom, it gets shot out. But picture that, uh, you know, accelerated to 5,000 miles per hour. Yeah, it's kind of like a, um, uh, one of those war things that you put stuff in and throw from it. Oh, like a, um, were you, not, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Not um, a catapult, but kind of. Uh, kind of like a catapult, yeah. Well, I'm thinking more like uh, when, when you're um, using a grinder to shape metal and stuff. Yeah, you know, and how that that can snag that away from me and send it flying across the room. That works. You know, that that that's <laughs> a more probably more common thing that people who've ever w- done anything in a metal class have worked with. Right. So have I'm thinking kind of like a centrifuge. Well, that's where, what yeah you were you saying. Know. Yeah, I was yeah. No, it, um, because that that's supposed to hold things in. This is going yeah. the opposite. Tr- well, the, if the, you if you don't the, walk this is, down the um the urine sample it doesn't stay in there (laughs) (laughs) but this is like putting something on the outside of that to send it um flying yeah it's interesting yeah that yeah but this is this isn't going to be a ride at six flags is what you're telling me no 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 that there'll be too many lawsuits (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool oh it could be a ride at uh the west edmonton mall they're not worried about the accidents. All right. Well, I'm going to let Ian end this with, you know, having sex with aliens. So, oh. Ian, tell me about having sex with aliens. Uh, tell me okay. your experiences. So, uh, me? 
Uh, none, but apparently uh, David Huggins said he lost his virginity at 17 to an extraterrestrial. And then he painted the encounter. And so how old is he now? Uh, 74. All right, so now, he's now 74 and claims that during the nearly 60 years, um, he has had multiple sexual encounters with aliens. Yeah, uh, is he selling his painting? Uh, well, he probably has copies of it for sale. I don't know if the article mm-hmm. actually talks about him selling them. But apparently he, the way he expresses what happened is by painting them. And, of course, what I found the most amusing is the fact that they show um, a n- naked female alien. It's basically a naked woman up into the head, which gets the um, standard gray face, but then has human hair on top of it. Yeah, it's a really odd picture. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the, the other thing about it is that, I mean, that it's it could be nothing more than a mask. I, I'm wondering... Yeah, that's, that's um, what the picture looks like. This this is kind of an eyed wide shut type of moment. I think it's going on here. <laughs> but uh, does he claim he has like thousands of kids? Yes, hundreds, that. maybe his hundreds. But yeah, apparently he's fathered hundreds of kids, yeah. little alien babies. Uh, yeah, but they, they just keep coming and finding him. Apparently, because uh, I guess this one alien chick has it out for him. Um, is, it, is it just one? Is it only one? He said it was his girlfriend, his his girlfriend for a while there, right? Yeah, but can you imagine alien? how creepy that would be if aliens just like, uh, just had the power like, uh, to like they they like look at you and be like, oh man, that one looks fine, and they can just like, you know, freeze you and like, uh, you know, have sex with you at will, just you know to get their rocks off, or <laughs> I guess uh, for your procreative juices. It, it made me wonder about sleep paralysis, you know, except for he wasn't, yeah. obviously doesn't seem like he was distressed about it. He, he, well, also his description doesn't quite sound right for sleep yeah. paralysis. Um, his description very much does not have the standard alien abduction stuff to it. Um, you know, he's just saying he was sitting under a tree and suddenly there's, um, the alien is to knock him up <laughs> or have him knock them up. Here's but, the thing that I'm confused about this is that I thought the aliens did the probing. <laughs> well i say uh, according to him he, this has been happening for almost 60 years now and he's completely comfortable with it and just painting the picture and Selling him okay away. well that one picture <sighs> does not look like you know his arm is in a position it looks like it's gonna break what um, okay oh yeah yeah you what i mean yeah, i i, I... Yeah, Crescent yeah. is the name he has given to the woman that he keeps having. But I guess the main one that he keeps hooking up with. And apparently the last time was about six months ago. So, and what was the article written? The article was written back in February of 2018. So as of um the end of 2017, his claim is he's still hooking up with her. Well, I mean, good on him. Yep, for him. <laughs> <laughs> the article just indicate that he, the, same. <laughs> the, the article indicates that he just doesn't care if people believe him. And most yeah. people don't. Which is fine. Yeah. No, he's selling the pictures and he's telling a story and people are listening. Well, so, I, okay, but that's the thing is that, I mean, if, if artwork probably sells better with a story, right? Yeah, that's the thing. That, that's part, part of the thing I look at. Is, is he scamming people? Maybe, but... He's, he's not, like though. He's not. He He's he's creating a fiction. He, he, even if yeah. it's not true, he's creating a fiction. He's selling a product, right? He's not asking... He's, he's, he's not, like, you know, asking for money for free. 
or any, yeah. you know, he's not asking people to fund him. You know, that there's a piece of artwork and there's a and there and there's a, a you yeah. know a story that goes yeah, with it. Like, I, I find his depiction of an alien female unbelievable because it's basically human female with a mask. Well, exactly. That that, that that's my problem with the whole thing too. I mean, and he, everybody he knows better. that everybody knows that the that the gray aliens have a cloaca. So I'm, you know, <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, as far as the attitude of it, it's it's more amusing than anything else. He's yeah. not doing any harm. No. Um. Yeah. You know, as Brian he's said, you know, he's, he's, for, he's yeah. If uh, it's I, real, I, fine. If it's not, fine. I mean, it's not hurting anyone. Yeah. Now this isn't something I put in there to attack the guy. It's something I put in there because I found it very humorous. It's amusing. Did someone attacked him for it. No. Well, no. Well, but, you know, I'm I'm not attacking him for spreading this stuff because in his case, oh, no, I don't. I, thought you said you know, I, I don't find it as bad as some of the others that have been trying to use it for various. You know, oh, you know, I, I've I've had a million encounters when you political action to create the UFO, or whatever that was. Yeah, he's not doing any of that you stuff. Know? He's just saying I'm fucking yeah. aliens. Yeah, he's and I'm paying art about it. Yeah, and he's making art, and so so you're you're buying artwork with an eccentric story behind it. I kind of I I kind of like it. <laughs> I don't yeah, care if I believe I mean, the guy or not. The, you know, it's like the artwork would be kind of a it'd be kind of cool to have that. What is that? Oh, well, this guy, <laughs> yeah. right? I kind of like to have one of these paintings now. <laughs> it, it definitely can incite discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm I, I'm I'm fine with this. Get him on the show. No, it's not. No. <laughs> what did Quinn say? Quinn, say it again. Can I have whatever he's on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. But I think with that disappointment, say goodnight, everybody. Uh, uh, everybody. everybody. I, I guess it's another one in the <laughs> alien can? <laughs> if you want to go there. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.